Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Tuesday, December the 14th, in the third week of Advent. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 21, verses 23 through 27. Matthew 21, verses 23 through 27. And we might term this the tale of two brothers, the tale of two sons. And uh, by way of introduction to that, uh, over the years, many years, over 50 years of teaching, I've had many students who come at the beginning of a term and you pass out the syllabus with the requirements, the readings, and the scale on which they will be graded, and so on. And you have a number of students who will come after, and they are filled with all kind of enthusiasms. They will uh, tell you all of the books they're going to read, the projects they're going to do, the presentations they're going to make, and the term papers they're going to write, and so on and so forth, and how enthusiastic and looking forward to everything. And they're filled with hope, promises, and expectations. And more often than not, by the end of the term, the enthusiasm has uh, gone past empty. Um, the paper is not quite what they had promised. The presentation was mediocre at best. Uh, the work that they've done has been a uh, stunning average. And uh, enthusiasm and promises, however well-intentioned, often don't materialize. And you learn over the years that Enthusiasm and zest in the beginning is not necessarily delivered at the end. And the same is true in our relationship with God. That initial enthusiasm, that initial fervor, and burst of energy, whether it be Advent or Lent, Christmas, Easter, what have you, um, there is a kind of weariness and a kind of reality and the world presses in upon us on various sides. And uh, it doesn't quite pan out that way. Such is much of life. And so Jesus uh, enters the temple precincts and he's teaching. And the chief priest and the elders of the people come to him and they say, on what authority are you doing all these things? And so Jesus uh, summons the uh, disciples, and uh, he also talks to the chief priest and the elders, and he says to them, what do you think of this case? So he presents to them a case. He said there was a man who had two sons. He approached the elder son 
And he said, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. And the son says, hmm, I'm on my way, sir. But he never went. Then the man came to his second son and said the same thing. And the son said in reply, no, I will not. But afterward, he regretted what he said. And he went and he worked in the vineyard. Jesus says to the chief priest and the elders and those who are listening to the disciples, he says, which of the two sons did what the father wanted? Which, which one of them did what he wanted? And they say to him, they being the chief priest and the elders, begrudgingly, no doubt, they said, the second. And then Jesus says, let me make it clear. Tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. Holy man, what do you mean? How are they entering it before me? Because the chief priest and the elders, those who should know, and they do know, but they really don't want to carry it out. They don't want to live it. That the kingdom of God is present in the person of Jesus, the Messiah. But it doesn't fit in their syllabus. It doesn't fit in their lesson plan, their outline. So they're always looking to trap him. Jesus says, but these tax collectors and prostitutes, the ones you look down upon and reject, the ones, the ones you look upon as inferiors, deplorables, they entered the kingdom of God before you. Why? They didn't rush to the podium to tell you how wonderful they were going to do and all the work they were going to do before the semester. But you have the student who perhaps uh, is a kind of nondescript but makes excellent presentations, beautiful term papers, contributes without fanfare and one you may never, never expect. And yet they have been doing what was required. Jesus said, when John the Baptist came preaching a way of holiness, you put no faith in him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did believe in him. Yet even when you saw that, you did not repent and believe. The two sons. And Lent, I mean, Advent is a good time when we take uh, stock, especially at this point where, as we indicated, we're at the halfway point and now a little closer than ever to Bethlehem in this Advent season. Have we talked a good game? Have we rushed to the podium, indicating at the beginning all that we were going to accomplish? And it's good to take an evaluation 
where, where are we at this point? Because Bethlehem is drawing near with each passing day in our journey with the Holy Family to the Holy City of Bethlehem for the birth of Christ. Have we reluctantly, perhaps initially, said, oh, well, it's Advent, the big things are Christmas and parties and gift-giving and receiving and invitations, and all of the things that I have to do. But then it dawns on us, by God's grace, that we're missing an essential part, the part, the major the major element of this holy season. And we change our lives. We begin to become more reflective on what the meaning of this Advent season is and what it means for us. And we join Jesus, Mary, and Joseph on the trip to Bethlehem. Which one, which one entered into the holy season of Advent? The person who begins with a burst of enthusiasm and energy and promises and good intentions, or the person, however reluctant, and perhaps was dilly-dallying in other things, and yet now finds himself or herself in company with the Holy Family on the way to Bethlehem. Jesus says, it is the one who does, the one who acts, the one who puts into practice the enthusiasm and promises, the one who puts into action the goals and the destination and it's more than a term paper or a grade marked on a score sheet at the end of the term. It is the arrival at the holy city of Bethlehem. So that Jesus may be born in us. And we may be born and reborn in Jesus our Savior. So it's a good time to take a reflection today on how we started, where we are, because that will be a good indication of where we may very well end up. We may end up with Christmas filled with all of the trappings of the world and yet still feel that there's something missing. There's something we didn't quite we didn't quite get. And it may be because our enthusiasm and our zest, our goodwill, ran on empty. It has to be sustained. It has to be nourished and replenished each day. But it's not too late. It's not too late to begin the journey. It's not too late be one with the Holy Family in making that important, important journey to the holy city of Bethlehem, where Christ 
may be born in you. God bless you.